Welcome to The Buzz, I'm Christopher Conover. The buzz on this show, the primary is over, it's on to November. Arizona voters went to the polls on Tuesday to cast their primary ballots. Some familiar names are now out of the race. Political newcomers and incumbents now have less than two months to convince voters they deserve a place in government. We'll talk with leaders in the Republican and Democratic parties to find out what's next. Voter turnout in Pima County for Tuesday's primary election was about 33 percent. It's midterm, which means not only is control of Congress hanging in the balance, so is the governor's office and the legislature. Joining us on The Buzz this week are David Eppelheimer, the chair of the Pima County Republican Party, and Joe Holt, the chair of the Pima County Democratic Party. Both of you, thank you so much for joining us. Well, thank you for having us. Very good to be here. We've seen most of the results. You all uh, are going in for the uh, hand count audit on Saturday, but nothing major should change that we're aware of. Any surprises for either of you Tuesday night on results? Well, yes. We had a result in the uh, CD3 race that was uh, much more definitive in its result than we thought. Uh, we had Sergio Ariano running to uh, win against Nick Pearson, two great candidates uh, running for the opportunity to defeat Raul Grijalva. That race turned out to be uh, a bigger margin than any of us expected. Uh, Nick Pearson won that contest, and I think all the party insiders thought that would be a pretty close race, and it wasn't. And the uh, Leah Marquez-Peterson race and Brandon Martin uh, was fairly close. And, of course, Leah had the money, and uh, Brandon ran a grassroots campaign. So, And that's the second congressional that's district. That's the second congressional district, yes. So those were, those, those were closer or uh, bigger margins in, in each case than we kind of expected. Joe, on the Democratic side, any surprises Tuesday night? I think that in terms of surprises, perhaps a superintendent of public instruction, party insiders, as I guess we call them, right, mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> were very familiar with David Shapira. Uh, he's an excellent candidate, spent a lot of time down here, actually, in Pima County talking to voters and just had a wonderful, wonderful message. And Kathy Hoffman, who ended up winning that primary, uh, was just less known, basically, to the rest of us. Uh, but I think she'll do a great job in, in the general here. So we're looking forward to it. And on the Democratic side, locally, uh, longtime name now gone, Olivia Cajero Bedford uh, in third place in her primary race for the legislature. She's been in the legislature for a long time. Yes, yes. She comes from a lineage of, uh, of, of folks uh, in the legislature. And uh, I've worked with Olivia. I've had that pleasure. What a wonderful, wonderful legislator she was, and she has been, assuming that the numbers stay more or less the way they are now. And she will really, she will really be missed. And I hope that she continues to hang with us and to, uh, you know, give us some of that experience that she's accumulated over the years. And I think she will. She's very, very dedicated to the cause. And. 
David, on the Republican side, on the statewide ballot, uh, Secretary of State Michelle Reagan running for her first re-election uh, is out in a primary, as is Superintendent of Public Instruction Diane Douglas. To those who uh, don't follow the polls the way the three of us do day in, day out, they might have been surprised to see two incumbents lose on that side. Well, again, the outsiders maybe were surprised, but I think the insiders were expecting both of those results. The talk in the party was that Gaynor was really mounting an effective campaign. He was down here in Pima County countless times talking to Republican voters. Uh, And that was in the Secretary of State's race. That's the Secretary of State race, yes, against Michelle Reagan. I've, you know, seen him down here 10, 15 times, and I think he's been down here 20 or 30 total. And likewise, the, the candidates uh, for, super, for superintendent of public instruction uh, were down here uh, in Pima County. And, and, you know, we're the second mo- most populous county in the state. And, and these candidates realized that, that the votes do count from down here. And so they, were, they spent a lot of time here. And, and the fact that I think that was almost a three-way run uh, in, in the superintendent of public instruction on the Republican side. The results were very close in the top three, but Diane did lose her, her job. David, you just said something very interesting. You said the candidates did realize the votes count down here. How do you two, as the party chairs in Pima County, convince uh, what is jokingly and euphemistically referred to as Imperial Maricopa County uh, to get the candidates out of there and down here? How do you convince your candidates on both sides? Well, I think that, uh, and I'm going to guess that this is very similar for you, David, but I think the results basically convince the candidates themselves. There's very little that we can say to the great state of Maricopa, Uh, but but the results results speak for themselves. I mean, yes, uh, we're much smaller. Uh, We have much, much uh, smaller voting base, but we are pivotal. Uh, that's just the way that Arizona is arranged and set up. <laughs> and the candidates have caught on to that, I think. Don't you think so, and David? I agree I totally. And, and Joe's correct. There's not a whole lot we can do to convince people to come down here. I don't think that's what's really in play. I think that Joe's kind of on the right track, that that based upon prior results, they see that, you know, we we, we don't, have the number of votes that they have in Maricopa, but you can win or lose the race by not paying attention to Pima County. So they're they're spending their time down here. And and if you look at, at who won these statewide races, these are candidates that generally were in Pima County a lot, at least on our side of the of the equation. And same, same with us, really. Uh, you know, we we like to say in terms of the Democratic you know party and the Democratic returns that. Uh, you can lose the race statewide, um, but uh, but you you can't win it without Pima County. That's true, and you know I think about the, again these candidates that prevailed or nearly prevailed. Bob Branch and Riggs were uh, who these are candidates for superintendent of public instruction uh, against Dan Douglas. Uh, they they were just down here, uh, and uh, uh, and as I said uh, about Steve Gaynor, he was down here. And these are the candidates that prevailed against incumbents. 
We're having a discussion about Tuesday's primary and the uh, ever-approaching November general election with David Eppelheimer, the chair of the Pima County Republican Party, and Joe Holt, the chair of the uh, Pima County Democratic Party. Joe, I talked to you on election night Tuesday, and you set an interesting tone for your party with your opening speech uh, at your at the Victory Party, and the message was unity. We've got to work together. For people who didn't hear the excerpts that we ran of that uh, earlier in the week, why that message? And you were very strong about that message. I was strong that evening, I will admit that, and I stand by that. I will continue to be strong about that. You know, with all due deference and respect to my colleague here, the party that we have to be the most concerned about here in Pima County is our own party. We do ourselves in, I believe, this is my this is my personal observation, you know, that uh, it's this infighting. And, and we saw too much of it in this primary. And I heard a great deal from our voters how unhappy they were at the negative advertising that was going on between our Democratic Party candidates. And I absolutely agree with that because look at the parties now, right? The Americans are turning away, have been turning away from the political parties. Neither David nor I, we wouldn't be volunteering and doing the work that we're doing now if we didn't believe in political parties and believe in the strength of political parties and how important that is, and actually how important that really is in terms of reducing or minimizing the amount of polarization that we see. The more you have outside groups, the more influence that they have with their own particular little silos of of interest, the more polarized we get. I think that the parties, uh, strengthening our parties, particularly at the grassroots, at the county party level, would actually help reduce that polarization. But not if we're fighting amongst ourselves. We have to stay true to our values. So I will continue. I will sound like a broken record to my own party, yes. David, Republicans didn't hold a unified party, if you will, on election night. That's Leah Marquez-Peterson did. Um let me ask first, uh, why did Pima County Republicans decide to, to let that go this well, time? Well, we, we knew that, and there were, there were more campaigns uh, than Leah's that had their had their own uh, events. Uh, the CD3 candidates had their own events. We decided uh, that it was awkward to have a an election night party on a primary night, put people in the same room, that, and you got winners and losers in the same room, and unhappy people and happy people. Uh, we decided instead we're having a unity celebration campaign kickoff event Friday night, the, the 7th. And so we'll get all the candidates together and kick off their campaigns and, and do something that way. So that was our, our thinking on that. Let's talk about the unity on the Republican side. We've talked a little bit about Joe on the Democratic side. Coming out of the the primary hurt feelings, bruised egos. How's unity going on that side? Well, we have the same exact challenge, and I have exactly the same feeling about it uh, in our party that Joe does about hers. Uh, We have to be unified if we're going to prevail. Uh, We have to get behind the winners. Uh, And and some of our campaigns were quite contentious, uh, but they weren't 
on television saying the things about each other that that they were in the case of the, the Democrats, uh, some Democrats, uh, and um, they were quite contentious on on a personal and uh, uh, camp level uh, between the camps, and and so uh, we have to get behind our candidates. I've, I've written a unity piece uh, for our group that it hasn't been posted yet. We're having this, this event next Friday night, uh, and we've got to get together, and there are some bruised feelings. I mean, if you're a Facebook person, you, there's some things on Facebook that that I wish weren't there. And Joe's nodding her head yes, that must be the case over there. Oh my goodness, Facebook. Yeah, and, and so, you know, we've got to get behind our candidates if we're going to prevail we've uh, you know we got to put our big boy pants on as they say and move forward we'll be back with more of our discussion on election season after a short break Welcome back to The Buzz. I'm Christopher Conover. Our guests this week are Joe Holt, the chair of the Pima County Democratic Party, and David Eppeheimer, the chair of the Pima County Republican Party. David, before the break, you mentioned Facebook and some of the anger and vitriol on Facebook. And Joe, you nodded and said, oh, Facebook. The parties can't control what's going on out there. How do you deal with that type of negative vitriol, uh, if you will, that, that is out there on places like Facebook that show up on candidates' Facebook pages, but they may not have put there? There is no control. Uh, I haven't. Uh, I, I have no magic wand, obviously, that I can wave and say, uh, would y'all please start acting like adults here? Uh, and, and also remember that you're not talking face-to-face. I guess I'm old-fashioned. Maybe I really am old-fashioned, but I really think that in terms of political discourse, you cannot do better than face-to-face discourse. And uh, I, I don't know, David. I just It seems to me like we get way, way, way off track when we're on Facebook. And I, I totally agree, and I have this conversation with our own people uh, 
offline all the time. Uh, and I'm kind of known within our party as an anti-Facebook, anti-social media guy, uh, because I think it, it's the same thing that, that Joe just said. Uh, people say things because you're not in the same room with who you're talking about, uh, and they say things that you wouldn't say if you were with that person. And and it's public, uh, it's universal, and and there is no magic wand. You can't stop it. You can talk to people offline and say, would you not do that? But they're going to do what they want to do. When it comes to people you can't control, the outside money uh, groups or even the national Republican, national Democratic parties coming in, how do you deal with them? We had an incident uh, today while we're taping this right now. Uh, Senator McCain's memorial is going on up in Phoenix. A lot of candidates in Arizona on both sides pulled back their campaigns for for these two days until Senator McCain was laid to rest. But the Democratic congressional campaign was still running some ads, which is catching some heat in the social media world. So. Well, at least on my part and our side of the fence, we can't. There's no, as Joe said earlier, magic wand. Um, those things are out of our control, and and they. Uh, although I'm not seeing any of that on uh, the Republican side, uh, maybe you have, uh, Chris, but I haven't. Uh, and I think most of the campaigns are respecting this period, this week of mourning, and um, and laying kind of low. Yeah. Can can. Can we say something about John McCain? Because, Absolutely. Our, uh, you know, it's just Arizona just isn't the same without John McCain. And it, this is going to be a period of adjustment here to be without his voice and to be without his leadership. And, and yeah, I didn't always agree with him. But with politicians like John McCain, it really wasn't about always agreeing with every single thing. It was really about listening to people and representing people. And Republicans are obviously, and it's been quite open, not always in agreement with John McCain and, and weren't always in agreement with John McCain. Uh, but he's, he's a great loss to the, the state and the country and, uh, and uh, was a powerhouse. You know, between Goldwater and McCain, that seat uh, has been in strong hands for decades. Uh, well, over half a century, uh, and uh, it, it won't be the same. That's correct. And we have seen, or I have seen, uh, in talking with politicians on both sides of the aisle since uh, the senator's death was announced on Saturday, the number that are up in Phoenix right now at the ceremony, at the memorial, or were at the Capitol when he was uh, uh, laying in state, both sides of the aisle, just as you have both said, everybody ha has gone up to pay their respects to Arizona's senior senator. I think nationally it's a, it's a show of what the class of Arizona is and the quality of people we have in Arizona. Oh, yeah, I, I agree with you in that. Uh, actually, that's a nice way to say that. Let's get back to the campaign Sorry, uh, at hand. No, uh, no, no Senator, it's absolutely, no, absolutely perfect. Absolutely appropriate. Absolutely appropriate to talk about John McCain. He's on everybody's mind at this point, uh, as well he should be. The parties generally stay out of the primaries. Okay, the primary is over. Come Monday, things will really get going again. What are the party's roles, especially on the county level, come Monday? Well, in, in our case, and I'd uh, be interested to hear what, 
what Joe says. But in our case, you know, we're all about registering voters and getting the vote out. Uh, and the, the campaigns run their own operations uh, still, as they did in the primary. But we are very active, as we weren't in the primary, in getting voters to the, out to vote. Now, we don't, I, I'm trying to correct myself from saying getting them to the polls, because that's a, an outdated and, and old-fashioned and non, uh, non-functional phrase these days, uh, because we don't have the election day, we have election month. Uh, and uh, whether it's uh, August or whether it's October, uh, we have election months here. And so we'll be very mobilized with the campaigns to assist them in, in getting their uh, getting our Republican voters to the polls, to the polls, I said it again, <laughs> uh, to, to vote in, in October uh, and uh, support our candidates. That's, that's kind of our role. Yeah, I still say that, too. I mean, yeah. So we're going to cut you some slack on that, David. <laughs> okay. Okay, all right. <laughs> uh, yeah, so what? very, very very similar. Um, so the party is still more of a supportive kind of an organization. So we are supporting the individual campaigns, uh, voter registration, conversion to the permanent early voting list to, to the mail-in ballots, and, uh, uh, and just getting people... Uh, energized in getting them out to vote, uh, we have our state party um, is organized into what we call a coordinated campaign. And uh, uh, we also have another group uh, working within the state party, uh, the Arizona Democratic Legislative Campaign Committee. So far um, in the organization of that coordinated campaign, which runs out of our headquarters here in Pima County, we have already made close to 40,000 doors. We've, I'm sorry, we've hit close to 40,000 doors, and we've made over 185,000 phone calls. This is a big, big operation. So we open satellite offices within Pima County, and those are staffed with uh, regional field directors, and underneath those regional field directors are uh, field organizers, and they're all paid. We expand greatly right now. The day after Election Day is very quiet. Well, we, uh, I, I would like to interject that we have a similar organizational structure uh, that or- originates in the RNC, C, uh, and, uh, and then we have uh, state representatives and field organizers uh, that are doing the same thing. They're paid people, uh, and um, uh, they've made... Uh, Countless calls and and uh, touch the same number. And actually, in the primary, they were working very hard on on that to get the vote out for whatever candidate the uh, the individual supported. We are talking about all things election with David Eppheimer, the chair of the Pima County Republican Party, and Joe Holt, the chair of the Pima County Democratic Party. You both mentioned uh, not getting voters to the poll anymore because most people vote by mail, and we now have election month. Is that a good idea, or would you like to see a return to election day? Well, Joe and I might disagree on this. I uh, I understand the rationale behind the uh, the vote by mail procedure. Uh, I although. Personally, and I think many Republicans feel the same way. There, there is, there were uh, advantages, I think, to a, an election day, and and individuals having to show up 
and and cast a vote. Um, the rationale that it would increase voter turnout has not proven to be the case. We got the same old awful turnout that we had before. We've still got it. Uh, and, and to my knowledge, there's been very little percentage movement uh, in, in voter turnout uh, as that uh, system has has moved from uh, election day to election month. Uh, there's also something to be said that I've heard verbalized that that the act of voting when you go down and you personally cast a vote uh, is is much stronger when you do that as opposed to sitting in your kitchen and, in your bathrobe and and filling out something and throwing it in the mail. Um, and this is kind of a controversial observation that I'll close with. Uh, whether There's an argument over whether this is true or not, but there's, I think, much more opportunity for fraud, uh, voter fraud, uh, uh, in, in a mail-in system. Your secret ballot isn't really secret, whether it's been uh, watchdogged or um, protected in some manner. Your name is still on the outside of that envelope. And whoever opened that envelope knows how you voted. Uh, and that's a fact. Uh, and so uh, those are arguments that I think uh, would uh, uh, lead us back to a, an election day. Joe? It's an interesting discussion because uh, I think once once we have vote by mail, we will always have vote by mail. You're not going to take that away from people. I and I know you're not. Back in the bottle. You, you know, you're not even suggesting that, and I understand that. Uh, you know, there's something... Something that I really, really like, and maybe I'm slow, but I really like having my ballot for a few days. I really like being able to sit there with it and maybe look something up, you know, and maybe think about it a little more. And I remember there were there have been occasions before I, I had the opportunity to vote by mail uh, in another state where we did not have that. And I was trying to figure out what's going to be on my ballot today. So I can prepare myself, you know, with my little cheat sheet, with you know, a little index card or something, right, and say, be sure to, you know, do this and do yes on this, no on that, whatever. Uh, and I was having trouble finding the ballot. Um, so I, I really, and just from a personal level, I really appreciate having, having my ballot there. And I think giving people the option is really, really wonderful. So uh, right now people can vote, you know, by mail. They can actually put that in the mail or they can take it and put it in the box themselves on um, on Election Day or before Election Day at, at any one of a number of early voting sites. Or they can go down without, they, they don't have to be involved in the whole vote by mail thing at all and do it that way. So uh, whatever, I think it's whatever works for people, right? You want to make voting really easy to do. You want to make voting easy to do. If there is fraud, then we need to see the data on that fraud. I haven't seen it. As we wrap this up, uh, we had turnout about 33% for the primary in Pima County, 25, 26% statewide. You both have talked about registering more voters coming mm -hmm. into election month or election day, however we want to phrase it. How do we increase that turnout? Oh, I have an idea. The idea is high school civics. 
There I, you Adele, go. I really think that we have a real problem well, here. Well, I, I couldn't agree more. I, the The fact that, that civics and government or whatever it was called in any school district uh, not being taught the way it was uh, maybe when Joe and I or were in high school is is a tragedy. The rationale behind our system of government, uh, the the checks and balances, uh, all the things that, that make us uh, the great uh, republic that we are, uh, that people are losing that, that knowledge. And, you know, they think that, that the government just does everything and, and they would have no knowledge and, uh, of why or, or what was behind all of this. And I, and I think that contributes. I really do. I, I agree. Yeah, yeah, no, I think I think people don't I think voters, both of ours, both of our voters, they they forget that they actually are the government. Mm-hmm. Because that's what we do here in this country, right? Mm-hmm. Or at least that's what we're supposed to be doing here in this country. We're supposed to be governing ourselves. Joe Holt with the Pima County Democratic Party, David Eppelheimer with the Pima County Republican Party. Thanks so much for sitting down with us. Oh, thank you for having thank me. Thank you. And that's the buzz for this week. Zach Ziegler is our producer. Jim Blackwood is our production engineer. Andrea Kelly is the news director. And our music is by Enter the Haggis. I'm Christopher Conover. Thanks for listening. Arizona Public Media's original programming is made possible in part by the Community Service Grant from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting.